If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down. Welcome to Slow the Fuck Down Show. Time to take a break from your fast-paced life. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode, we choose a theme and explore different stories, skills, and songs to help you deal with the cluster cuss that is life in the aftermath of the pandemic. On today's episode, slow the fuck down with saying yes when you mean no. Get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. By the end of the episode, you'll walk away with practical skills that actually work. So slow down fans, how many times have you said yes when you really meant no? As things are gradually returning back to a quote unquote normal state, you may be thinking, now wait a minute, what do I actually want to return to? And what do I really not want to return to? If you have trouble saying no when you mean it, we dedicate today's show to you. I think this is such a huge and complex topic. I mean, like most of our topics, it could have its own podcast all to itself. We are going to slow this way down and look at the macrocosm and the microcosm of saying yes when you really mean no. I just did this recently. I went over to a friend's house for dinner. We were there for two hours and I'm like, okay, I'm really starting to get hungry. And then they came in, they're like, okay, well, dinner's going to be ready in another two hours. Is that okay with everyone? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> My hunger monster was like, no, like I need to eat now. But I was just like, yes, mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be rude. And they're the ones providing the food. And then they were like, well, would you like something to drink? And in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm starving. If I drink when I'm this hungry, I'm going to have a hangover tomorrow. <laughs> but I was like, sure. And I've done this at restaurants too. Like when I really, really like something at a restaurant and the waiters come up and been like, here's our specials. And I ordered the thing that I really want. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry that we don't have that, but we do have X, Y, Z. I'll find myself being like, yeah, that's fine. And what I really want to say is no, hold on a second, come back to the table and I'll let you know what I really want. Yeah. The saying yes, when we mean no, it's insidious. We know on ourselves and automatically yes to others in the most knee-jerk, thoughtless way. We don't give ourselves enough time to slow down and check in with what we really want and then verbalize it. Like your friend isn't all of a sudden going to hate you if you say, do you have any crackers or anything I could nosh on? I'm really hungry. Not at all. And, and the crazy part is like I've actually gotten so much better at, you know, asking for what I want and expressing my needs, but it's still automatically comes out sometimes. It's like you fall back into that pattern of just saying yes. But since I've practiced and gotten better at asking for what I want, when I find myself slipping in and saying yes when I mean no, it used to feel like I was doing that to be polite and that was for like the greater good. But now it feels like I'm actually lying. It feels bad in my system because I feel like I'm lying. Exactly. I think there is so much pressure from our patriarchal society, especially for women, to be the good girl. And if we say what we want, we're selfish or we're a bitch. We get shamed for being direct or for just being honest about what we want. <laughs> like it's so not okay for women to have their own wants. And we've got 4 billion women walking around on the planet who feel bad and wrong about themselves and unworthy of goodness. And what that does is it creates a society of liars. Exactly what you said, we are lying, I think often to ourselves so unconsciously, right? At such a sub or unconscious level that we're lying to ourselves, we end up lying to others. And I'm so glad you called it out like that because it's not polite or kindness, it's lying. So if honesty is important to you and you're going around saying yes when you mean no, I think you can see how you're really just lying to yourself and how that can mess you up inside and make you feel off. And then energetically, you're sending a conflicting message to the universe, right? Like to your internal universe and to the world around you because you're not actually being honest about what you really 
really want. So then you're resonating at a dishonest frequency, and then you attract people to you who are dishonest. And then that keeps the experiences of mistrust in place because you're functioning at this underneath level of dishonesty and inauthenticity. There's this part of me too that hears that and is like, yeah, but there are some consequences to speaking that no. For example, in my past job, we were overworked, exhausted, stressed out. None of this was news to anyone. It was just like that was a known. Yet we would have these monthly meetings where we would all go into a boardroom and they would dump more work on us. And you could visibly see everybody's physical reaction. Like they were just like their muscles would tense or their bodies would just kind of curl in, or they'd be holding their breath. Nobody was a yes. Everybody was a no, but we had to nod our head and say yes, because if we said no, there were consequences. Like getting even less time to do more work or even getting fired. Anyone who's worked in corporate America can relate to finally speaking up and then having your boss say, why don't you take that away and get back to us on what you find, which really means go spin your wheels and waste your time because it ain't never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's a really polite go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's a consequence. Exactly. Because there's always consequences to saying no. So you've got to work out a cost benefit risk analysis. And listen, those of us who've been in dangerous relationships know that it might not be safe to say no when we mean no. So slow down fan, if you are someone who saying no could cause you physical or emotional harm, we urge you to not engage and get yourself to a safe place. If you Google safe house near me, choices in your area will pop up for you. Please call or go there. They will help you with every single part of getting you to safety. Yes, really, we want you to be safe. We don't want you to be in danger. Please take good care of yourself. So outside of a directly dangerous situation, there's still consequences to saying no that can seem pretty threatening. Like in Casey's example, your job might be at risk if you're truly authentic and say what you mean. So like everything, we have to decide which consequences we're willing to put up with. Which consequences are we willing to live? Along my journey of learning how to say no is learning the nuances of saying no. So being really honest, but also diplomatic. One of the reasons people don't want to say no is they don't want to pay the consequences and they don't want to be seen as mean or negative in any way. So there is an art to saying no when you mean no in a way that doesn't negate. Now that seems like an oxymoron. <laughs> How can you say no and not negate? Because when you're saying no, you're also always saying yes to something. You are always saying the inverse, right? So if you're saying yes to another, but no to yourself, mm -hmm. that's where the conflict comes in. But you can say no and point out the yes. So in the example, they're piling more work on top of you. Everyone's just shutting up and taking it and not saying, no, this is not okay. You can say, you know, we're a wellness company and we're supposed to be teaching people how to be healthier, which we know, and there's studies that have proven that the healthier people's lifestyles are, the more money our company would make. And so we know that the healthier we are as employees, the better the bottom line of this company would be. So I think there's this way that we could have a healthier workload that makes sense to us where we could be healthier, we could be helping our clients better, and that would still improve your bottom line. So I just said my no, <laughs> but I didn't say it in a negating way. I illuminated it. And this comes into a deep level of awareness and ability to speak. I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say, slow down fans. I'm not going to say, speak your truth. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> There's a difference between honesty and truth. I don't even know if there is such thing as truth, but I do know that according to my awareness in each moment, I can be as honest as possible. Is there an ultimate truth? Maybe, 
Maybe not, but I know that there's deeper and deeper levels of honesty that I can get to. And if I'm willing to actually be in communion, whether it's with a boss, with my business partner, with my man, with my friends, if I'm actually willing to be in honest communion with them and talk things through, we all have a better chance of being served at a higher level. Is there still risk? Yes. Is there still consequences? Yes. But I rather live those consequences and live as the most honest, authentic version of myself I can be with all of my faults than live as a lie. Beautifully stated. And that is why I believe flexing your muscle of saying no and learning how to do that as messy as it possibly is, is crucial to living a life that is more honest and authentic. Yeah. And don't worry, slow down fans. We're going to go into that in our skills today. I'm going to slow it down and hyper simplify it so you can really implement saying no when you mean no and decreasing your negative consequences and increasing your positive outcomes. One of the things that helps you say no when you mean no, and Casey touched on this, is how you feel when you're saying yes and you really mean no. So Casey described that everyone around the conference table was like curling in on themselves and getting tighter and holding their breath. For me, I feel it in that little crevice. The crevice. (laughs) At the like base of your throat, top of your sternum. I feel like a, a pressure in there when my words and my feelings don't match. So getting familiar with how it feels in your body when you're saying yes, when you mean no, is really super helpful because if you're really used to lying to yourself and getting away with it, your mind will keep you going, right? You'll just keep blindly going forward saying yes, when you mean no. But if you know how it feels in your body, it can snap you from your unconscious to your conscious awareness. And you can be like, "Uh uh-oh, I've got that feeling in my throat or "Uh uh-oh, my shoulders are around my ears or, uh-oh, I just got an upset tummy. <laughs> your your body's literally a human lie detector. That's right. That's why it's so important to be somatically aware because your body is always telling the truth, <laughs> no matter what your mind is thinking or saying. So it knows what's really going on in your unconscious. I'm taking a second and feeling into what goes on in my body when I say yes, but I really mean no. And immediately I just freeze. I freeze and then I feel like I want to like run away from my body. I'm seeing like the visual of the burglar who just robbed a bank and they like are running outside of and all of a sudden the police put the spotlight on them and they freeze. (laughs) Yes. That's what it feels like. I'm just like, well, our stress responses are flight, fight, freeze, faint. So you've got two. Usually we only have one. You're amazing. (laughs) You're a high achiever. Right. You know, I I like to be extra. So yeah, lying to yourself can trigger the stress response and telling the truth can trigger the stress response. And again, you've got to decide, like, what kind of person do you want to live as? I think you want to live as an honest person of integrity, doing the best you can. And it takes guts to be an honest human. It takes a lot of bravery to live as your best self. I can't tell you how many times I've been called brave in my life, which never used to make sense to me because I'm like, I'm not a firefighter. I'm not a soldier because that's what I think of as bravery. But I think that there is a type of bravery that goes with being as vulnerable, honest, authentic, and choosing unity, choosing communion, choosing empathy and harmony over lying. I don't think you'd be listening to our podcast if you didn't want to live as the best version of yourself. One of the ways that I'm very proud of myself for saying no when I mean no instead of saying yes when I mean no is with weddings. So when I was in my mid-20s, I was asked to be in five weddings in two years. You're so popular. I loved all of these women. I was so happy to be part of their day. But from a very practical standpoint, I was making a 
substitute teaching salary. And when you add up the dress, the bachelorette parties, the shoes, the hair, the makeup, the hotel, the wedding gift, the bachelorette gift, the flight, you're looking at what, two grand a wedding? So from a very practical standpoint, I should have been saying no because financially I wasn't making enough to actually be in these weddings. But I kept saying yes because I was like, oh my gosh, I would be such a bitch if I said no to being in someone's wedding. Our yes can be so automatic because most people are people pleasers instead of like getting into a real honest conversation. Which five years later, after I learned that I could say no and how to say no, the ultimate situation arose in which my first friend, who is one of my best friends to this date, asked me to be her maid of honor in her wedding. And it just so happened that I was at a point in my life where I was working 60, 70 hours a week at my job. I had also invested in myself um, by taking a love, sex, and relationship coaching certification. And all of my extra money was going into that course. My friend at this time lived across the country. And so from a geographical standpoint, it made it extremely challenging. So when she asked me to be her maid of honor, initially, everything in me wanted to be like, gosh, yes, I really want to make this happen. But when I really was honest with myself, I got a no. And so I asked her if I could call her back. I sat with it a little bit. And then I ended up calling her back and just saying like, I love you with all my heart and I will be there for you on your big day and I will do a speech and anything else that you need me to do. But right now, from just a solely practical standpoint, I don't have the time, the finances, the resources, or the geographical advantage to show up and be the maid of honor that you deserve. How did that go down? Like, how was her response? She took it all in and she was silent for a little bit. And then she was like, thank you for being honest with me. Like, naturally, I could tell a little bit of disappointment, which she is 100% entitled to. But ultimately, she was like, yeah, thank you for being honest with me. And it ended up working out perfectly because the woman who ended up being her maid of honor rocked it. She was local. She had the time. She loved setting things up. Like she did 10 times better than I could have ever done. And had I said yes, all I would have done was stressed myself out, done a shittier job for my best friend who deserves everything, and ultimately would have been a lose lose. So Casey beautifully brings us to another important point. When you say yes, when you mean no, you take that opportunity away from someone else who it might be better for. Which again, in my mind, brings me to this place of having that higher goal of communion and deep honesty within myself and with others. That when we do that, we can get out of the win-lose paradigm and get into a win-win paradigm. And you know, it's a little embarrassing to admit this, but it's really my partner, Dale, that got me thinking in this win-win way. And it really is a paradigm. It really is living in a totally different mind space and perspective because win-lose pits us against each other and win-win lifts everyone involved up. So you being so honest with your bestie, yes, there was some hurt feelings. Yes, there was disappointment. And isn't that so much better than what it would have been if you had forced yourself to go ahead and do it? Yes, there was awkwardness and discomfort. Yeah. And then you created the space and opportunity for someone else to step up, knock it out of the park, delight, right? You created a win-win by being honest. A hundred percent without a doubt. I really do my best to always look at things through that lens and keep myself out of the win-lose paradigm. Yeah, and everyone involved might have to give a little, but a rising tide lifts all boats. You can all get something good from an awkward and even disappointing situation. So that's just another case for the point to say no when you mean no. 
Yeah. And now that we're talking about this, too, I'm thinking of the ways that saying yes when you mean no comes up in relationships. Right. And I can think of early on in relationships when those things come up that are red flags. But you're so in love that you see the best. And inside, there's something being like, I'm not 100% okay with this, but I'm just going to say yes for the sake of making this relationship work. And I have yet to meet a human on this earth who has not done that. Yeah, I'm guilty. (laughs) I'm guilty of that. I was with a client the other day and she was having relationship issues and I looked in her energy field and you know, often people are telling me about a situation, but I can look in their energy field and I can see the entire timeline. So that was happening with her. She was telling me about the conflict in her relationship right now, but I watched the timeline of her relationship roll back to when they met and I saw the root of the problem there. And the root was that she just kept saying yes when she meant no. And I said to her, if we go back four years to the beginning of your relationship, were you honest about your wants and needs with him? And she got really quiet. And she was like, well, I mean, I didn't lie to him. <laughs> and I said, I said, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you were lying to him, but did he get to choose things and you went along with it when you really didn't want to? And she goes, well, yeah. And I said, and how were you at speaking up for yourself when you disagreed with him? And she said, well, I, I just get kept quiet. I just really wanted the relationship to work. And I said, okay, on a scale of one to a hundred percent, how honest were you with him about your true wants, needs, and desires? And she was like, 40. And I said, okay, so 40% of you he liked and fell in love with, but 60% of you he didn't. So he fell in love with someone that you are not. It's amazing it took four years for all this conflict to show up. But the truth was that she started working with me and she got more and more connected to her own needs and speaking her honesty. So as she was getting more honest and, and communicating her real needs, wants, and desires with her partner, of course all this conflict came up because now she was being a totally different person than the person he fell in love with four years ago. So slow down fan, we invite you to get really honest with yourself and how you are in relationship. And if you've done what my client did and what Casey and I admit that we've done too, every time you're vulnerable and reveal more about yourself to someone, it is scary. It is like jumping off a cliff every single time. I revealed yet another warty layer of myself to Dale recently. And even with all that we've built over these last 13 years, it was still scary, but it's more important to me to do it than to not do it. It's more important to me to be honest about myself than to hide and have this person that I love and respect not able to choose whether or not he still wants to love me. One of the things that I want for myself and something I hear a lot from my clients is I just want a partner that I can grow with, you know, and when I look at you and Dale and I spend time with the two of you, I'm always just giggling because you embody that so well. You've been together 13 years and you still have this flirty newness about you. And I really believe that part of that comes from your practiced ability to voice your nose in a loving way. And it's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. It's not supposed to be perfect, but your practiced ability to lovingly express that note is how you grow in partnership and individually. Absolutely. Did you and Dale cultivate such a beautiful relationship by going as fast as humanly possible? Or did you slow the F down? We are both healthily in touch with our slowness. It takes time to get to know somebody. And one of my hugest pet peeves movies where people see each other and just like instantly fall in love. I fucking hate it. It pisses me off because love really does take time. Now, saying that, I saw Dale and my first thought was he'd be a great boyfriend. And he saw me and thought, there's my woman. But from that moment forward in our relationship, it was a real slow burn. You don't grow by staying comfortable all the time. 
You grow by being uncomfortable. And knowing how to lovingly state your no's is an uncomfortable situation, but it allows you to grow. So then what happens in relationship is it doesn't get dull and mundane. You realize instead in your situation that you're with a person who's endlessly fascinating because you're changing, they're changing, the relationship is changing, life is changing, and you have the ability to communicate not just what's working well, but what's not working well and where you're at. And I think that is really part of what keeps it like fun and fresh and new. And that there's no blame. Like with you and I, right? We've been now in a professional partnership for just over a year. <laughs> it feels like much longer than that. It does. You know, going from new friendship to professional partnership, we did it in a very organic way. And when we disagree, I don't ever feel like we're pitted against each other. And there's like a winner loser, one of us digging in their heels, the other one trying to convince them of something, you know, like Casey and I just opened a Patreon page, patreon.com slash slow the F down show. And when she first presented it to me, I was a no, but something I've learned how to do is say no, be clear in my no, but keep a door open. That's how it feels to me. It feels like my clarity of no was present, but I also had a door open. I'm willing to be in a discussion about it. So we, we did, we talked about it and we talked about it over the course of weeks. And I went to other people who were much more familiar with Patreon than I was. And I talked to them about it and we looked at Patreon pages and we saw all the different ways people do it. And through gathering information and processing through some emotional layers of self-worth and self-love, my honest no became an honest yes. And I trust that process because you and I have a foundation of honesty in our relationship. So I don't ever, even when we disagree, I don't feel judgmental or blamey or even hostile or angry, like none of those things. It's just like, oh, we disagree. Well, what's your viewpoint? <laughs> You and I both thrive in spaciousness and have the ability to tolerate the unknown and tolerate spaciousness. I think a lot of people, because there's so much shoulds, fear, and being in the unknown brings up fear, so triggers that threat, triggers the stress response, forcing yourself to have an answer too fast, not letting yourself slow down and be with something, we live in that slow space of the unknown where we know information wisdom consciousness has time to grow and evolve and that that could bring us to a different answer and i also believe that since we are dedicated to living aligned with our highest good we are much less attached to how something has to happen and much more attached to whatever happens has to be in alignment with my highest good like that is what i am making as the foundation instead of i have to be right or something has to happen a certain way yeah and what it was like to be on the end of that no was, you know, I had this idea. I'm like, oh, hey, like, what about Patreon? And I brought it to you in a way that was with a sense of curiosity and a healthy state of unattachment. And I kind of got the intuitive like, hey, knock, knock, share this. And I and I brought it to you and I felt your hard no. And I was like, OK, and immediately was like, this is a partnership and I am feeling like the best thing to do is give this space. I didn't have any other reaction other than just giving it space to be and not attaching to the outcome of it. I know that your no isn't about me. Your no is you honoring your no. And hey, this doesn't feel like it's in alignment for me. And I'm going to lovingly say my no and vice versa. And I think that that's why we work so well is because your no is for you and your lived experience. My no is for me and my lived experience. We're two different humans having different life experiences. Of course, there's going to be no's. I think a big part to the success of our conversations is that it's known that it's not about us personally. And that's one of the four agreements. Don't take things personally. <laughs> it's a great book. I accidentally ordered that book on Amazon. Accidentally? Yep. Just showed up at my door and I'm like, what? I didn't think I ordered that. And I did. I thought I was ordering another book. And I was like, I'm just going to read this one. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, it's awesome. 
So when people are really, quote unquote, passionate or opinionated, I don't have trust for that. That inflexibility, that inability to get to deeper layers of honesty or being willing to get to deeper layers of honesty, I just don't trust that. I don't have friends like that anymore. And I don't trust politicians or people in the public eye that are, that dig in the, their heels and are like my way or the highway. That does not instill trust in me. And I don't trust their yeses or their noes. Because when, when it is clear, when you're speaking from this place of honesty and authenticity, there's a calmness. Right. You don't have that charge. Yeah. It's been my experience that it can vary in intensity, but even when it's at a what feels like a stronger intensity, it's still very aligned and doesn't feel like somebody is like pushing something on you. Yes. Obviously, there's so much more we could say about this topic, just like all of our amazing topics. So keep listening to our show. And you know, if you ever have a burning question, you can jump on our Patreon page now, patreon.com slash slow the F down show. And you can submit your question because we're going to be doing monthly live Q and A's on there because all of our topics are so rich and deep and we would love to share more wisdom and commune with you. So as Casey has taught me, Patreon is a very special place to be able to do that. And you can look at the four tiers on Patreon. We have the snail, tortoise, sloth, and blue whale tiers. And they all include different amazing goodies. At the sloth level, which is only $19.19 a month, we give you the amazing goodie of our super slowdown stress release class that happens over Zoom the second Saturday of every month where you get to slow down and release the stuck pain and stress from inside your body, emotions, and mind and feel so much better. So be sure to go check that out, patreon.com slash slow the F down show. Enrollment is on for our Love Yourself virtual group program for women. Just go to thelove.school, read that whole page and feel into if this program is a good fit for you, if it lights you up inside. If you read that and you're like, yes, this is what I need. This is what I want. Then go ahead and enroll today before we sell out because we are going to be starting soon. So get in there, ladies. And now a word from our sponsor and then your slowdown interview, slowdown skill and slowdown song. Hey, Slowdown fans, it's me, Mother Nature. Yes, you can spend time with me whenever you want. Yes, you can swim in my waters. Yes, you can climb my peaks. Yes, you can camp in my forest. No, you may not carve your initials into my trees. No, you may not throw your garbage on my floor. And no, I cannot control how I behave on your wedding day. Thank you for being clear with your yeses and noes, Mother Nature. And now for your slowdown interview. We are honored to welcome Elise Pinchback Johnson to our show. Elise is the founder and CEO of Pinchback Consulting, a business she started in 2017. She is currently focused on improving educational outcomes for Black children in the Pittsburgh region through her work with Black Women for a Better Education a group she and several other Black women started in 2020. Elise received her bachelor's degree from Pittsburgh University, a master's degree from Carnegie Mellon University, and is back at Pitt pursuing her doctorate in EDD with a focus on urban education. She is also a proud wife and mother. Welcome, Elise. Thanks for having me. We're so excited to have you here. And you're doing so much good in the community. Do you ever have time to slow down? <laughs> so, so I do, um, and and a big piece of that is is really when I started my consulting business, and so uh, part of that was because it was just time for me to to do my own thing. I realized that that working in systems and bureaucracies didn't quite work for me, and so I needed to kind of do my own thing. But uh, another part of that was really just about the the flexibility of making my own schedule 
of working with people who I, I want to work with, who um, have shared values um, as, as the same as I do, um, and, and really just being able to um, focus on the things that are important to me in the way that I wanted to do them. And so some days it's, you know, get up and have back-to-back meetings. And some days it's not have any meetings at all and, and be able to just relax or to go out and do something. Well, not too much going out these days with, with the pandemic, but, um, you know, the flexibility I think was just really important for me. Um, and so that's how I, I kind of keep, uh, I manage and, I, and I'm able to slow down. What are some of your favorite ways to slow down? Um, so, I mean, I, I, I love TV, um, probably a little bit too much, but I, I have a, a lot of shows that I, um, I like to binge. I have my own shows. I have a, a few that, that I watch with my husband. And so we kind of catch up on our shows. Um, so that, that's a, a nice way to do. Um, sometimes I just like to, to relax and just to sit in silence. Um, you know, having a, a blended family. I have um, stepdaughters and they're here on the weekends. I have a, a baby. Um, it's just a lot going on sometimes. And I think they just like to have music or have things going on in the background. And sometimes I just like to be quiet. It's just like, hey, let's just turn off everything and just be able to sit in silence and just be in my own thoughts. Um, I haven't done it in a while. I, I was doing it when I was pregnant, but I, I was doing some weekly yoga. That was really helpful too. It was just a nice opportunity to just get away and to just have my own time and to just focus inward on my body and at the time on my baby that was in my belly. And so definitely want to get back into some some yoga practice. And I've also been doing some weekly Zumba too. That that definitely helps out to, to get the blood going and of course to, to stay active. Yeah. And so it sounds like you have already come up with a bunch of ways that work for you in terms of what helps you slow down. Do you have any slow down advice for other people? The biggest piece of advice is say no. No is a complete sentence. And um, I think that really kind of started for me um, around the time I started my business, because that was also around the time I went back to school. And it was also around the time that I met my now husband. And so there was a, a lot going on. And so when I got into um, kind of that last half of, of my master's degree, I said, I'm, I'm just going to roll off of, of these boards, and these organizations. You know, some of them I was coming to term and, and it was already time for my term to end. For other ones, I just said, hey, I, I need to, to really kind of turn my, my energy elsewhere. And then, you know, people are like, hey, do you want to be a part of this? And I said, I don't. No, I, I can't. Uh, but I, I have somebody great who you should talk to and maybe they want to be a part of it. And so, you know, I referred some friends to some organizations. You know, I, I am a believer in helping people with succession planning. I try not to leave folks high and dry. And so, you know, that was a big piece of, of just connecting some other folks. But for me personally, I had to just walk away from a lot of the things that I was involved in and really just reset because I think I'm in a different season of my life than I was in my 20s where I had my nine to five and then what I call my five to nine where I'm going to this community meeting or sitting on this board or going to this event. And you know, it was important for me to just say, I wanna focus on finishing my degree. I wanna focus on getting my business off the ground. I wanna focus on this budding romance that, that was happening at the time. And so that, that's, that, that was really kind of what helped me to slow down. And it's something that, you know, I will continue to do. And I, I literally, I have a, a good friend who right now I kind of see her in my life, maybe like four or five years kind of behind where I was. And I'm always telling her like, girl, don't get on another board, say no, you know, you're doing a lot. And I said, and you need to reevaluate the things that you're doing right now and, and really decide what's important. Pick one or two that you really like. And most importantly, focus on yourself you know, really take some time to look inward and really just figure out how you take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, if that's your thing as well. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that too. And even as you're talking, you know, saying no in the way that you have, it's it's almost feels like a reclaiming of your, of your time and your power. We only have so much. And so being able to say no and still be of service and help people. That feels like an amazing way to slow down. Thank you. Absolutely. So I just want to highlight in case that our slow down fans missed some really awesome wisdom there. One, when you say no to others, you're saying yes to yourself and yes to what is in alignment with your highest good at 
that moment. Because what's in alignment with my highest good today isn't going to be in alignment with my highest good in five years. I got to give myself that flexibility and that break to say no to certain things and yes to other things and have that discernment. And then the other thing I want to highlight is that when you say no, you're giving an opportunity to someone else to say yes because it is in alignment with their highest good. You're giving someone else that chance. So thank you. Elise and Casey for bringing up those awesome points. Yeah, I I do agree. Um, And for me, thinking back, you know, even five or or 10 years before I started saying no, um, I wasn't a a season in my life where I had to say yes. And I I wanted to say yes to a lot of these things. And if I hadn't said yes to them, then I wouldn't be able to to be in the position that I am now. Um, A lot of the leads that I got um, with my business have really been from the time that I put in as a volunteer, as an engaged community member, as a, you know, just a friend or, you know, a a critical thinker, just helping people to kind of think about their organizations. And so if I hadn't done that, then I I wouldn't be able to to be in that position. So I, I definitely think that it is seasonal in the way that you think about it. And, you know, this is the season where it's time to say yes to to my family, yes to things that are really near and dear to me and kind of no to just the broader, like, hey, do you want to, can you? And, you know, that, but that definitely was something that um, was very important to me five, 10 years ago. Exactly. That's where that discernment comes in. That takes a lot of slowing down so you can even have that discernment. Because if you're just going a million miles a minute, you don't give yourself the opportunity to be able to parse that out for yourself. Very true. Very true. So I know uh, you shared that Zumba is something that you do to help you slow down. Um, And you also shared before that your kids like to listen to music, but do you have a favorite slowdown song? I do. And and it actually became (laughs) my favorite slowdown song because it became my baby's favorite slowdown song. Well, I don't know if it was her favorite, but we, um, you know, she, when she was first born and, you know, kids are trying to adjust and figure out this sleep thing. And, you know, now thankfully she's, she's 18 months and she has it together. Um, one song that we would put on all the time was, um, send one your love by Stevie wonder. So it's an old song came out in like the seventies. I think it was on his like secret life of plants album, which is awesome. I mean, everything that Stevie Wonder does is, is awesome. Uh, but just um, as a very mellow song and um, yeah, it just, we, we started playing it first. She would fall asleep. And literally I think now she hears like that little beat drop and that, Oh, and like she's out. Um, and so I, I just feel like anytime I put that on, even for myself, it's just like, okay, this is like my just, relax and just allow myself to just breathe. And I think, you know, because it became a reprieve for my husband and I, because we knew that it would, it would put her out. That's kind of just a nice song to just kind of slow down to and just regroup. Beautiful. We will have a link to Elise's slow down song on our Facebook page, Slow the F Down Show. So Elise, what link would you like to share so people can learn more about what you do and support your incredible work in the community? Go to BW4, the number four, BE.com. And that is short for Black Women for a Better Education. We are a grassroots organization of Black women who are working to ensure that Black children here in the Pittsburgh region get the education that they need and deserve. And so we're coming together. We're making each other aware of what's happening in the district, in our school district, Pittsburgh Public Schools and beyond. We have uh, Black children who are in other school districts as well. Um, and just helping them to understand what, what recourse they have. Um, as parents, as caregivers, as community members, as just taxpayers, because uh, yeah, we all pay taxes. And so just helping folks to understand what's going on, ways to get involved, how they can make their voice heard um, for their children. Education is, is very important to me. I am the daughter of an educator. I worked in public education. I have plenty of family um, who are either public school graduates and some that have gone on to, to become educators or even school board members themselves. And so something that's very near and dear to my heart and also something I think is that is very important for the vitality of a region is a strong education system. So 
bw4be.com. You can get subscribed to our mailing list and figure out ways to get involved from wherever you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the wonderful work you do in our community. Elise Pinchback Johnson, we're so honored to have you on our show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And now for our slowdown skill. Since one of the biggest problems people have saying yes when they really mean no is that they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. They don't want to hurt the relationship. So this slowdown skill has helped me so many times and I've taught it to every single one of my clients. And that is how to say no with an open heart. Normally, we think no has to be mean and that we close our hearts down, that we get tight in our chest, that we withdraw our love in order to say no. But the opposite is actually true. When you say no, it is an act of love. You are opening your heart up wide and you're saying yes to yourself by saying no to the other person. And that, as we've learned today, can make the relationship stronger, healthier, better, and bring you closer. So you're gonna kind of prep on your own, in your own space and time. It's easier to learn something on your own, get skillful at it, and then do it with another person. So right now on your own, you're just gonna put your hands on your breastbone, your sternum, that hard bone there in the middle of your chest, and just take some breaths in and out of that area, in and out of where your hands are, and start letting that chest area, that heart center, your heart chakra, soften and expand and grow stronger. After you take a few breaths in there, start letting it soften, softening your heart. Then you're going to add in taking a breath in and on your exhale, you're going to say, no with the most kind voice you can say. So it's just, no. <laughs> no. And so just you're practicing having an open heart and saying no at the same time. So you're gonna do this again just on your own until at first you'll feel ridiculous and silly trying it, and then it'll get easier and easier. You'll get more used to it. And remember, when you're not familiar with doing something, you produce more stress hormones. So you're introducing relaxation, open-heartedness, and saying no to your nervous system all at the same time. So you're just going to keep practicing this very simple inhale, exhale, no. And I often say it as if I'm speaking through my heart, that my heart itself is speaking the word no. So you having your hands there, you can feel that breastbone resonate as you no, you can really magnify your love through the word no. And then after you get good at doing this on your own, you can practice it with someone else and start with someone easy. Start maybe with your dog or your child, or if you have a close enough friend that you can just practice with, you can do it with each other. So just practice this on your own and start building that saying no with love muscle. Then when you feel ready, you can take it on the road and try it out with others. I love that skill. I was following along with you and I noticed that initially my, my no felt full and like it was had a lot of explosive energy to it. And then as I softened, as I put my hands on my breastbone and I softened and I practiced, 
taking an exhale and saying that no, it was almost like it it took the charge out of the no and it made it less scary and it made it less volatile is actually the word that, that is coming to mind. So I really, I really love that exercise and I'm excited to hear from our slowdown fans who try this, how this goes for you. And listen, we know this stuff can be hard to do on your own. Elizabeth and I have combined 41 years of professional experience, and we didn't get this good at saying no overnight. We are here to help you. So go ahead and check out our Patreon page, become a supporter, and get in on our live Q&As, and we'll be there for you. Go to patreon.com slash slow the F down show today. And now for our slow down playlist. Our super slowdown fan and supporter, Eric Batay says, spend 11 glorious minutes with the war on drugs. <laughs> yes, he submitted a 11 minute slowdown song called Thinking of a Place. I really like this song. It was kind of like going on a journey. It has this nostalgic, reflective, kind of like bittersweet vibe to it. I feel like if I were to go on a solo road trip and just wanted to like book it without any thought, I would put this on and just let my mind go. Nice. So it helps you slow down and zen out. Zen out. Yep. Yeah. He had kind of a Bob Dylan-esque voice. There isn't like a ton of singing throughout, just at parts of it. And yeah, there was an inflection where his voice reminded me of Bob Dylan. I think that's that also that nostalgic sound that you hear in it. So you can go either on our Patreon page or our Facebook page. We will have the link there to this video. And be sure to submit your favorite slowdown music or song on our Patreon page. Eric, we appreciate you taking the time to submit a song. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Casey, what was your favorite part of today's show? I really appreciate the discussion because it offered this reframe of saying no as being an act of love opposed to everything that we've been taught that it means. And from that place, I feel like it's so much more accessible and it's so much more empowering and it, it takes the scary away and makes it more available. Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of today's show? I loved exposing that when we say yes, when we mean no, we are lying to ourselves and the other. And it's not only dishonest, but dishonoring. Saying yes when you mean yes and no when you mean no is an act of love. And breathing into my heart is a practice I use every day. So I really love that slowdown skill. If I had a beer, I would cheers to that. I cheers you with my water, honey. On our next episode, slow the fuck down with accepting your flaws. Thank you for listening and enjoy your slowdown. If you love our show, become a patron. You'll get tons of goodies. Go to patreon.com slash slow the F down show and pick the tier that feels best to you. Thank you so much for your love and support. If you're feeling stressed out and you've got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down.